John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Toilet paper special. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not too bad in England at the moment. Although uh, yesterday I was talking to, I had to go to Japanese school, so I was talking to uh, a dad who is English. And he was—he works for the uh, National Health Service over here, and he said, it, you know, he finds it insane that people are just buying toilet paper and stuff. But then he said he went to the supermarket, and there's only a couple left, and he kind of thought, if everybody else is, <laughs> if everybody else is doing it, I should do it. And he hated himself, should... but he did. <laughs> so maybe that he should have been in the burning question for later. What was your biggest little regret? <laughs> yeah. Caving into coronavirus peer pressure, buying toilet paper. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, I'm hoping Sam's going to be able to edit out a lot of this coffee. But I did. I woke up on <laughs> Wednesday. My daughter came into my bedroom about three o'clock in the morning, and as soon as I woke up, from that point on, I just had this dry cough, and I just couldn't stop. So all the next day at school, I was just coughing. And I was thinking, "Oh God, here we go," because my lungs were hurting. And then yesterday, I just had a sore throat. Today, I feel a lot better. Uh, it's amazing what a bottle of wine and some beers can do to <laughs> yeah. a day off school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had I started to think, oh god, I hope I've got coronavirus. Not that I'm particularly worried about it at all, but uh, it's just it's been such a ball ache. I don't want to be stuck at home for two weeks. But it would make podcasting with you much easier. We'd get a lot of episodes in the can. Yeah. I would just be you having to edit out loads of coughing and. <laughs> yeah. If you got sick with the corona problem, uh, it could make the podcast go viral. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with them early. <laughs> yeah. With the shopping thing, I noticed. I think like maybe England's a little, maybe a few weeks behind Japan in terms of panic. So there's been a bit of panic going on here. And uh, a while ago, all the toilet papers were sold out and all that kind of thing. But I went shopping today. And when I went shopping, the uh, there was toilet paper back on the shelves. There's loads of bread and stuff. So it's like people are kind of chilling out a bit. So oh, I think good. England's going to go through a peak of panic like Australia, fighting over the loo rolls. And then after that, um, people start getting a bit bored of panicking, yeah. I think. Well, I think there's a guy but, on the news who had 135 boxes of toilet rolls stuck in his attic. And then he realised what he'd done. <laughs> And so he's he like, oh, I've just gone overboard there. Does anybody want to buy any toilet roll? <laughs> and people were offering him, obviously, a lot less than he paid for it. <laughs> well, that'd be like a year's supply of loo roll for him, so it'll be okay. Imagine going shopping. When I go shopping near me, they've got, oh, you'll know this from living in Japan, but you know the T-Point card? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a point card, but it's not just for one shop. It's like a global kind of card. You can use it at supermarkets and convenience stores and all sorts of things. And the convenience store near my house uses that card and the supermarket, so I get loads of points. But <laughs> recently, it's like a swipe card thing. So recently, when I go to the convenience, I've given it to the guy, but it stopped <laughs> swiping. So he can't, like, he, he tries it like two or three times. And then it won't work anymore. So 
instead of that, he now has to punch in this kind of long, like 15 digit number. That This started happening maybe at the end of last year. And it's got to the point now where I walk in him and I hand him the the point card and he doesn't even bother trying to swipe it anymore. He just kind of immediately punches in the number. Does he remember the number? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> once he's remembered the number... I will definitely get a new yeah. card. Just, it's just <laughs> Can he not order him. you a new card? No, you see, you have to, you have to get it on because it's not like one shop's card. You have to get it online, which means obviously, you know, it's one of those things where I go to the shop and yeah. it's embarrassing for like a fraction of a second. But then I've left the shop and it's kind of forgotten about until the next time <laughs> I want to go and buy some delicious family chicken. <laughs> so, if you were me, at what point would you be? Uh, I'd just get my missus to do it for me. Just use the old, oh, it's a Japanese website, you can't do it. Can you do it for me, darling? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask my wife that later. And if I remember, <laughs> I'll re- try and record her response, which I can assure you will be short and shrift. But I'll keep <laughs> you up to date with the T-Point card saga. <laughs> um, so what's on today's show then? Uh, well, today we have, well... I don't know if we have. You have promised the introduction oh. of the mullet game. Are we going to feature the mullet game? Oh, well, I've, I've dug it out. Yeah, yeah. so I've, I've, I have found it. So we can do it if we want. That's good news. John promised that last episode. So we will be doing that because there's a special surprise for you connected to it. Uh, there is, right. <laughs> there is of course, the... You're going to give me a hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better than that. <laughs> there's a burning question, of course, and a whole lot more. But first this this is jns in j news time for the news john what have you got for me okay uh, this is from um well the daily fail unfortunately the daily mail Boo. and it's footballer is suspended for well guess tell me what you think footballer is suspended for how many years in france after biting his opponent's penis uh, during a match <laughs> I see. Uh, so he got sus- so he bit a man's another man's penis, and now he's been suspended for. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to say it's pretty serious offence. Biting, I reckon, biting another body part would be a year. So I'm going to go three year ban. No, it's a five year ban, and his Ooh. his victim gets a six month ban. <laughs> what did he have an erection? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. Um, Yesterday on the... Hang on. I don't know if I want to hear this story. No, I just think uh, <laughs> yesterday there's a famous Welsh rugby player called Gareth Thomas who's come out as a as gay. And yesterday in the England versus Wales Six Nations match, one of the English players was caught on camera uh, sort of pulling one of the Welshmen's penis <laughs> and uh, on the pitch. And fair play to Gareth Thomas. When they cut back to him in the studio, he said, oh... Yeah, I tell you what, if that had been going on in my day, I would never have retired. <laughs> Which I just thought, brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, yo, this story. So yeah, it says, uh, an amateur player was suspended for five years in a local league in eastern France for biting one of his opponents below the belt during a post-match fight. It was The crime was committed during a second division game between Turville and Soatric in a local league on 17th of November. According to a local news website, a player from each side started fighting. Another player joined in, apparently tried to separate them. And then the uh, the opposition player responded by biting the peacemaker's penis. Oh, that'll teach you getting involved. So do you want to guess how many... Sti- I mean, this is, sounds like quite serious. How many stitches do you think it required? 
What? Um, How many stitches could you fit on your penis, do you reckon? Well, that's it. So I don't want to say a too low a number because it'll indicate uh, <laughs> something I'd rather not be indicated. <laughs> oh, probably about 500. A thousand. Yeah. Oh, a thousand. Yeah, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, no, I would say realistically, he prob- probably something like... 15 stitches. Right, well, he's had 10 stitches. And guess how many days off work he had to have? <laughs> well, I don't know. What was his job? If he was a porn star, I'm thinking it might be quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't tell you what his job was. Uh, but he had, he had four days off work. Oh, okay. So he must be a desk job. This the actual story, this is how shit the Daily Mail is and why you should never bother. But Sophie... Tano is the journalist. So the headline is, as I've said, football is suspended for five years in France after biting opponent's penis during a match. Uh, then if you get down to the second paragraph, it says the events took place after the match in the stadium car park. That's British journalism for you there. <laughs> uh, she's obviously not even read what she's just copied off uh, the local news website. It says there was an altercation, an escalation and things got worse. Uh, adding that the blame was more or less shared. I don't know how it was shared if the guy was a peacemaker and he got his knob bitten. <laughs> um, but this is this is the bit that made me, uh, well, I found quite interesting. It says, because the case was quite original, uh, the disciplinary committee had called in an expert witness before <laughs> deciding to suspend the Sotrick player for five years. It's quite rare to have sanctions for several of several years. There are less than 10 per year. But this case was a bit saucy. There must have been some nasty tension. So the smiles on the disciplinary committee quickly faded. Uh, do you want to know what score the match ended? <laughs> I'm going to go 1-0. Yeah, it was. Right. It was a 1-1 draw, which would have given Turville their first point of the season. But they were punished with two penalty points and a fine of €200 Euros <laughs> for failing to meet the safety obligations as hosts and for the lack of reaction from club officials when the fight broke out. It seems like I'm in no way condoning fighting or penis biting or anything like that. But if this happened after the game in the car park, it's kind of unrelated to the actual football game. So, like, okay, he should be charged by the police for assault or whatever, but I don't really see how... Grievous bodily harm. Yeah, but how does that mean you should get docked points? Like, it's happened, the game's done and dusted. You've left the ground, you're in the car park. It doesn't seem fair that they've lost the points. I'm feeling for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it sounds a bit... I think, obviously, this shoddy journalism hasn't really uh, told us the true events. It sounds like it's a mismatch of different hearsay, doesn't it, really? You think she's um, copy and but, pasted it from five different articles? Yeah. Or she's tried to translate it from French, and she's probably got a C in GCSE French. <laughs> there, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a C in GCSE French, I'll have you know. Yeah, but you wouldn't translate French news stories for a national newspaper, would you? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if I was under pressure. <laughs> Je voudrais le jambon. <laughs> the comments from uh, the general public are brilliant. Uh, he's definitely not as cocky as he was before. <laughs> uh, gives a whole new dimension to going down. <laughs> he was going in for the tackle. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is there anything that you'd like to add? Well, it, it occurred to me, you said you said that he was a Frenchman. Yeah. Well, the reason he might have uh, bitten his penis is because he may have heard that he was hung like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say that uh, their sponsor decided to drop them after this game. So they were sponsored by Le Coq Sportif, that well-known <laughs> French 
<laughs> and so this, uh, so the uh, the attackers decided to start his own uh, French sports fashion brand called Le Coq Sore Teeth. <laughs> well, if he has sore teeth, he must have had an erection. <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Time for John's mullet game. But before we get into it, uh, I had a little bit of free time this morning. So I have made a special one-off jingle for the mullet game. I'm particularly proud of this one. (laughs) Last week when we were doing the podcast, I mentioned I went to karaoke and that I did a rap. So I've made a rap jingle. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember remember how I referred to myself as a rapper? No, was it what? Uh, Big Daddy Sam or something? I said I was a rap man. And you said, said, yeah, but that's literally what you said. (laughs) So this, (laughs) this is Sam, the rap man, with the mullet jingle. Let's have a listen to this then. Sam the rap man. Here we go. The mullet is a fish, but also a style of hair from the 80s. It's known to be wild. Business at the front, party at the back. A bit like the school bus, the party's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. The party's at the back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got said that we're only ever going to use this once. Well, um, there is, without fail, that jingle is appearing at the end of this podcast too. <laughs> right, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, well done, you. That, uh, it definitely took a... Uh, have you been messing around with Ruben VM's... Uh, what's it called? Whatever that machine is that he loves the, to talk uh, about. The Bosch 79500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, I did uh, play around with a new effect. You could see a bit of the echo there. I was disappointed I didn't yeah. have a R&B female singer to, the, to do the high-pitched part. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have uh, got Noah to do it for you. <laughs> no, because if he was here, I couldn't have. I wouldn't have been able to get anything done. Luckily, they were out of the house for an hour, so... I managed to squeeze out a jingle. Yeah. Well, it's better than what you usually squeeze out. <laughs> How did I know the second I said squeeze out <laughs> that you were going to say that? <laughs> uh, right, so let's get on with the game. I can't remember the rules. Well, this is, so the reason this came out was when uh, I was hosting, I think it was might be the last time I hosted the Vega show in Ebis uh, before I left. And for some reason, as a host, I always like to do a game in the middle uh, just to start the second half to get a the audience on side and i found i think it was to do with this podcast we talked about mullets maybe there was a mullet world championship on one of our very first episodes it was, it was actually the the first episode oh right yeah. so after that i ended up going um so i made a powerpoint slide of 10 different mullets <laughs> and the the audience had to guess whether or not the the name of the mullet was a real thing or it was just a ma- name that i'd made up so it's very easy. All you have to do is just think it's a real name for an actual mullet or do you think it's a, a fake name that I've made up? Okay. Obviously, it's going to be a bit yeah. harder for you because you're not going to see the pictures 
Um, so I'll just have to kind of give you a brief description. Okay. And then you just have to go on it. True or false. Uh, so if I if I get it correct, I'll get a point. And if I get it wrong, you get a point. Yep. There's nothing like a bit of competitive yeah. uh, edge to right. add excitement. And what I'll do is I'm, I'm going to tell you the answers at the end because then that way you're not going to sit there calculating whether or not that was true, that was false. What's the odds of that one? Because otherwise you'll just end up going insane. <laughs> okay. So well, let's just get on with it. I've got a pencil, which I know is going to annoy you if it scratches too loudly. <laughs> so I've made sure it's one of those soft, <laughs> soft nib HB pencil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mullet mullet style number one, uh, referred to as the Wall Street Warrior. This is a classic 80s style party at the back, very much business at the front. So what do we think, the Wall Street Warrior, is that true or false? False. All right. Okay, so number two is called the Samurai Skullet Mullet. <laughs> this was... Uh, like the old samurais, shaved head at the top, completely shaved head at the top with a mullet at the back. I'm going false again. You were in Japan when you uh, made this game up, so the samurai skull, it just sounds like too too good to be true. All right, okay. So uh, number three was the skunk mullet. <laughs> this was uh, sort of blonde, very like grey, blonde at the top, uh, black at the bottom, dyed black at the bottom. Definitely true. <laughs> so number four, the kamikaze. This one, a bit like the samurai skullet mullet, uh, but they, they, uh, the top is not shaved, but the back is just, it's a mullet, but it's quite a short mullet. Mm. Looks like a bit of a crush. What was the name again? The kamikaze. No, that sounds too Japanese again. I'm going false. Okay. So number five, fringe benefits. <laughs> so, this is a kind of, like a, is a more of a female looking mullet, um, on a quite attractive lady where the front fringe is hangs down over her eyes like a, I don't know, do you call it a bob? Fringe benefits. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it just sounds, it can't be true that, but it's a mullet, so they're going to have cheesy names. True. I'm going true for fringe benefits. Okay. So number six, the how low can you flow? <laughs> this one is a extremely long mullet at the back, like down to the arse cheeks. True. All right. Uh, the mushroom top, it's, well, basically it looks like a mushroom with a mullet mullet tail at the back. Definitely true. All right. Number eight, the Biff Pib, which is an acronym, the business at the front party at the back, which is your classic bog standard mullet. No, that sounds like you're getting towards the end of the game and running out of ideas for mullet names and you've just gone with an acronym. <laughs> False. <laughs> <laughs> the Laser Boy Flat Top. Uh, this is a completely sort of shaved top part. Where, like, well, not shaved like the uh, samurai skullet. You know, like a somebody's put a spirit level on their head and cut the hair completely straight. True. All right. And the last one, the tentacles, which is like the the mullet at the back has been plattered into <laughs> eight different <laughs> eight different uh, eight different legs or whatever. Mullety, mullety yeah. legs. Oh, it's a difficult one to go with that. Um, I was going to say that's false. All right. So I can tell you the scores are you got six right Ooh. and four wrong. Oh, making me the champion of the mullet game. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll quickly go through. Uh, 
I'll go through the ones that you got wrong. So the Wall Street Warrior is an actual mullet name. Oh, I got that one wrong. It's true mullet. The Samurai Skullet is an actual mullet oh, name. Oh, no. So the ones that you got right, the Skunk Mullet, that was right. Uh, the Kamikaze you said was false. That is false. Fringe Benefits, that is also false. Good. How Low Can You Flow, you got that right. That sounds like a real true one. Yeah, the Mushroom Top is a true one. Uh, the Biff Pib is not a true yeah, one. I knew it. I made that up. <laughs> I should have. I had loads of different names for. Um, I just thought that that might business in the front, party in the back. I thought that might sucker you. Yeah. In. The laser boy flat top. That was definitely one. And the last one, the tentacles, is true. Oh, so it was six four to you in the mullet game. Well, so there you go. <laughs> if if you had to choose, if if you absolutely had to have one of those mullets, which one would you go for? Oh, the Wall Street Warrior. It looked. Uh, yeah, definitely walk into a, a business meeting with that. <laughs> I'm going for the the tentacles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one that didn't make the the cut called the ginger fizz, which uh, was like a ginger perm mullet, which uh, <laughs> being a ginger previously, I think. Yeah. I don't know if I could have pulled it off to be fair. <laughs> but, I don't think anybody can. But if you had if you had a if you had tried, it would have been one of the best days of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is this a chance for you to play your jingle again just for the sake of it? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sam the Rap Man. Here we go. The mullet is a fish, but also a style of hair from the 80s. It's known to be wild. Business at the front, party at the back. A bit like the school bus, the party's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. The party's at the back. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please With someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question. This episode's burning question is What is your biggest little regret? Uh, John, has anyone been in touch? Yeah, so uh, Tom got in touch via Twitter and he said, booking my effing holiday with Flybee so, <laughs> this is a this is a this is a airline company which has just gone into liquidation in the UK. So uh, Tom doesn't say where he was going on holiday, but well, he's not going anywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Tom. <laughs> no, so, yeah, that one the the flyby they they went they went bankrupt because largely because of the corona problem, didn't they? Well, they, no, the gov- the government said they were going to bail them out um, a few months ago, and then said that you know they could pay less duty and stuff and then all the other airlines complained so then the government changed their mind and then the company went bankrupt uh so yeah it was more to do with mismanagement and the government screwing them over Uh, which makes you wonder who who donates to the uh, government party which (laughs) other airline company executives or owners giving their money yeah something very dodgy went on there i think 
And yet again, Joe Public being screwed over, or Tom Public, should I say. <laughs> I only mentioned the coronavirus because I was trying to segue into the next person's uh, answer, actually. But thank you for the uh, oh, for the detailed account. Social of commentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if we do that, Fight if we power. do that again, and you just say, <laughs> "Yeah, it's partly the reason it'll be helpful." So the Flyby, they went partly <laughs> under because of the Corona problem, didn't they? So what? We're just going to edit out my social commentary? No, no, I was going to keep it. I was going to keep it. <laughs> Dumb it down. No, I was going to keep. I was going to keep it in but just you just just so i can okay so what do you what what am i saying yes they did sam <laughs> i'll let it out that bit but i'll keep in your commentary no you should leave it all in, Go oh, in. so what am i saying <laughs> anyway <laughs> my... <laughs> this is why this is why the listener can realize how not scripted this is <laughs> if anybody ever accuses of being scripted because they listen to this listen, right listen okay. to this flipping so, nonsense so coronavirus has affected fly B. didn't it I heard that too. Uh, that's that's a coincidence because Momo Takamori got in touch, <laughs> <laughs> and he got Momo Takamori got in touch on Facebook, and he said his his biggest little regret would be not buying that mask when I had the chance. It was right there, and I missed it. And the same thing happened with that bag of toilet rolls. <laughs> I, I mailed him. I mailed him back on Facebook. I said, I don't think you're the only one. And then he replied, I know, but I answered it first. And then I replied again, yes, Momo, uh, but, you, but you'll have to do everything quickly, quickly these days, for without a mask, you will soon surely die. <laughs> and he liked all the other comments I uh, said, but he didn't like that one. So I fear that he may have already died. Oh, we've just lost a listener. <laughs> <laughs> How about for you? Um, well, I found this quite a difficult one because I have, I basically have the biggest little regret every time I go to a restaurant with anybody else because I look at the food they've ordered and then I want that. So that's one, <laughs> yeah. that's one of my, it's, it's, it's like a continuing biggest little regret. <laughs> I went to, uh, I took my parents to an Iranian restaurant last night because once a month I take them for dinner. I went to this new Persian restaurant and it's really good, but. We decided, me and my dad decided we'd share a platter. And so it was like loads of different kinds of kebabs and stuff. But my dad's a big guy. And um, I realised that, you know, when he shares with my mum, it's probably like two thirds to him <laughs> and a third to my mum. Whereas with me, he's like, you know, I want 50% of that meat. Um, so, but it was good food. So we ended up, yeah, we had enough in the end. But yeah, I did I did think, yeah, I should have agreed to share. This is a mistake. <laughs> that yeah. reminds me of when, when I was a teenager, uh, my girlfriend at the time, we would go sometimes go to McDonald's. And when you're a student, you get the free extra cheeseburger. And she, she could never have her meal and the cheeseburger. So I would get like a Big Mac meal, my extra cheeseburger and her extra cheeseburger. And it was like, I think oh, it was one of the nice. main reasons I loved her. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then there was a certain day, I don't know exactly when it happened, but she started eating her own extra cheeseburger. And, oh, and, the day the love died. Yeah, and I, I knew the relationship was doomed. <laughs> I heard uh, talking about that little regrets. I had a kid uh, this week in school who we were looking at different stuff under the microscope. And I said to them, oh, you know, we had some prepared slides of like, you know, snow leopard hair and just quite interesting stuff to look at snake skin. And then I'd said to them, I said, oh, you know, you can try and look at something else. Just 
you know, you can pull out one of your own hairs or you can do something else. One girl decided she wanted to see her own blood, so she managed to stab herself in the oh. finger and get some blood out. But this uh, <laughs> this one boy... Sorry, he, uh, such a weird... Like, you've just brushed gloss God. over this woman stabbing herself in your uh, class. Yeah, girl, teenage girls, they are weird. But the uh, this, <laughs> this boy decided he wanted to look at his hair, so he took some scissors and just cut a chunk of his own hair out and he cut... <laughs> like a chunk out and as soon as he did it everybody else went what have you done that for and I, I just went what have you done that you've taken a chunk out of your hair and then he, there's nothing he could do about it it's not gonna it's just got a weird bit missing out of the front of his hair now that, that happened to one of my students a similar thing it wasn't in the class but this guy I guess at the time he would have been 12 he came to school and he had fairly short hair, but then right at the front of the middle of his forehead, he had like, uh, I would say, sort of a two centimetre square shaved, like properly bald shaved patch where he'd obviously got like his dad's <laughs> clippers or something and then just tried it and gone, oh, no. <laughs> and he walked, he walked in and sat down. I looked at him in the eyes and, of course, glanced up and noticed this, like, sort of... the st- It would be like the start of an anti-Mohican, I suppose I would call it. Yeah. And, and, and then I looked back down to his eyes and we both knew that I'd seen this, uh, but I did the boy a favour. I didn't mention it, but... <laughs> But we both knew. Yeah, this boy had this boy had his head on the desk for the last ten minutes of the lesson. <laughs> How old was he? Uh, year nine, so what, thirteen, fourteen? Uh, yeah, bad time to be uh, having a, a bad hairstyle. <laughs> he should have been in last week's episode. Yeah, I had a year ten boy come in. This is probably about two months ago, and he he decided to shave one of his eyebrows, and I think he tried to put like tram lines in it, but uh, he'd accidentally shaved it off, and so it's then. He then proceeded to shave off his other eyebrow, oh. so he looked an absolute freak <laughs> and uh, massively regretted it. <laughs> How about you? What was your uh, biggest little regret? Well, when you mentioned that Clippers thing, that did remind me. I did once, uh, well, I've done it more than once, uh, got to shave my head and um, accidentally used, forget to put the attachment on and just go completely to the bone. <laughs> I once did that with my uh, chest hair for some reason. So my wife thought that was highly hilarious because it just looked horrible. I looked like, a, I don't know, a newborn baby with all the, the rash. Because once I'd, once I'd started, I was like, you can't just leave one line of no chest hair. Yeah. But I don't know, I suppose, well, recently there's a, there's an advert on the radio when I'm driving to work, which is like, webyarnycar.com. You can just type in your registration. They'll tell you how much your car's worth. So I my car's old uh, anyway, but... I've last summer I, I talked about this when I came back off holiday and the car was filled with water. Right. So I've I cut out the insulation in the car and I tried to put some different kind of insulation in underneath, but I basically just fucked up my car. It doesn't work. <laughs> you made it worth zero. We buy any car except yours. <laughs> yeah, it was literally that. That's a pretty. That's a good little regret. <laughs> yeah. Your 
That's all for today. That just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who, who was involved in the show. Uh, thanks to Ruben VM, as always. And thanks especially to the special mullet quiz master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that rap was amazing. Sam, the rap man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you going to feature it a third time at the end of the show? I don't know if I'll be able to resist. Okay. <laughs> I'll uh, get your money's worth. Um, okay, so I suppose next... Uh, Next episode's burning question, I suppose, is uh, what's the uh, worst thing that's happened to you shopping? And keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we could get a bit of uh, coronavirus toilet roll fighting uh, going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Catch, catch you later. later. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on Sam the Rap Man Here we go the mullet is a fish, but also a style of hair from the 80s. It's known to be wild. Business at the front, party at the back. A bit like the school bus, the party's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. It's at the back. Parties at the back. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.